They came, they saw, they were impressed. A team of assessors came to visit Portobello earlier this year. They visited local projects, they met local people, and they witnessed the strength of community spirit. The Academy of Urbanism is a European organisation. The best done this year, for example, is Porto in northwest Portugal. But this award goes to a British community. So Portobello was up against areas in Manchester and Leeds. So what made Porti stand out? Andrew Burrell, a director at the Academy, nominated Portobello. He was spending additional time in London after the award ceremony before coming back north, so I had to interview him by phone and started by asking for those of us who don't know what exactly is the award that Porti has received. It's uh, part of our annual awards, which happen eventually towards the back end of the year, but it takes the rest of the year in terms of nominations, etc., etc., visits, writing them up. It's made up of a number of headings. Uh, We have uh, the European City of the Year, the Great Town, the Great Neighbourhood, which was one that Portobello was involved in, the Great Street and the Great Place. It starts off with something in the order of over 100 nominations and that gets whittled down through various processes, discussions, voting, etc. Initially to 10 per category and then shortlisted to three, of which Portobello was one. The other two in that category were Leavensholm in Manchester and Southbank in Leeds. Now, what was it about Portobello in particular that convinced the judges that we should win? We have a standard set of uh, rules that we follow, but we tend to apply a theme each year to bring out some more interesting areas or towns, etc. And uh, this year's one was inclusivity. So I think that that's something lurking behind everything that uh, was picked up in Portobello was a very strong community spirit, a feeling that quite simply it's the people that create the great neighbourhoods as our key assessor had said, you know, I mean, Portobello is uh, it's in a great location, but it could easily be just another run-down seaside resort, and there are plenty of them around. If it wasn't for the people who live there, who are residents there, and they're committed to ensuring that it retains its character and moves forward positively. Presumably yeah. things like the fact that we actually, the community itself organised the buyout of the former church at Belfield. Belfield was most certainly one of the key items. I mean, we visited a number of places, including Belfield, Triporte, etc., etc. But the community uh, buyout, which I have to say is something, because it's in Scotland and not south of the border, it's something that most people probably in the academy would like to see elsewhere in the UK, that requires at least support from, express support from 10% of the local population. So to get that together was a a very impressive achievement. It's something that was noted quite strongly by the assessment panel. So how many were on the assessment panel? There were three key players who are all from the academy. They're all academicians to write it up and talk about it between them. And there's also another four, I think, who attended, myself included. Fraser McNaughton was very helpful in suggesting people that we should visit and places we should be seeing. He's a member of the Community Council, isn't he? Yes, yes. The Community Council, so many people, I'm afraid I can't list them all out, who uh, helped in some way or other. We went to see some of the local architecture that's been, by that I mean contemporary architecture. Yeah, the Bath uh, Street Collective is uh, particularly important for that. One of the things that was also brought out was 
Portobello is a good example of showing that good, well-designed contemporary housing can be successfully integrated with traditional housing types. It's not done everywhere, but the, the sort of infill and the addition, not so much the barracks at the other end of town, but a lot of the work that's been going on within the historic core of Portobello was very well received. So tell me about the Academy itself, because it's something that not many people will necessarily have heard about. Uh, no, that's probably true, unfortunately. We'd like to think that uh, there was more people did know about it. But in simple terms, what we operate on is we're a group which is apolitical. We're not affiliated to any party. We operate on the basis of being interested in, uh, in place, let's call it that. And we try to understand and to promote and celebrate the great places. And we try and find out what is it that makes them tick, why are they particularly good, and what lessons can we learn from that. And then we put those lessons out there, and we try and encourage organisations and the local people in those areas to enjoy them and uh, make the most of it. At the moment, there's about 500 academicians these are people who have been involved in planning, government, architects, developers, community groups, etc. And they are members of this body. We also have another 300 to 400 young urbanists who are people under 35 starting out more in their professions. And between these groups and various commercial bodies and community groups, we try and get as diverse a series of opinions as we can in order that this becomes a forum that one can discuss and study why places are either working or not working and what lessons can we learn from them. So the lessons from Porti are very strongly that if you get the community working together then that really does transform what could have been a much lesser part of the, of the country to live. Very definitely. I mean, I think as Councillor Maureen Child said, and it was quoted in the assessment, you can't do anything to Portobello, you have to do it with Portobello. And I think that came over very strongly. I think it works as well from the council's point of view. They have to be very sensitive to the distinctiveness of an area and responsive to the community. And I think we found that that did seem to be the case. Well, we're not pretending that it's all uh, milk and honey. There will be uh, issues between the local community and the councillors, or the council. But, you know, discuss it and sort it out is the answer. Don't impose it. And it's very much the sort of diverse community involvement that seemed to us to be driving Porte. And it gave that, as we said earlier, I said earlier, the inclusivity. It gave the feeling that you know, this wasn't so much an area that was being gentrified, let's put it that way. It was developing in a way that it was including many of the more diverse groups in age groups, economic groups, etc., that make up a good sustainable area. So is there anything that goes with the award, or do we just hold it up and say, well done, everybody? I'm afraid there's no gongs uh, or prizes. There is a, a certificate. It's more a matter, we hope, of appreciating what other areas are doing as well and people learning from Portobello. So we hope it's good for uh, residents of Portobello, the inhabitants of Portobello, but we are also disseminating what we've learned from it to other areas and suggesting to them that this is a model that worked particularly well here. 
It doesn't mean to say you can just relate it to any other area. Everywhere is in some form or other different, but there may be other people who are setting out on the same journey that Portobello uh, residents did, and they might be very interested in either learning from the example through the academy or by contacting some of your own groups, yourselves included, in Porte and getting a dialogue going with them. The framed certificate has a poem printed on it that includes the line Portobello is an unlocked mind that's never ever closed. Perhaps that should be our motto. No decision has yet been taken about where it will be displayed, but Belfield, Triporti and Portobello Library seem obvious potential choices. That decision will probably be taken this coming week.